Hey guys and welcome to part 2 of episode 7 You're watching the One Stop Hip Hop Shop I'm Rob and this is my transvestite co-host Yes <laughs> uh, We're going to talk about some music We've got my review of The Lost Boy by YBN Corday. You've got a banger of an album that you listen to Yeah, Don Chance the Rapper's the big day So <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we've got the Discog Dive, Rap Region, doing the, uh, re we're reviewing the song of the year from 1985. Yeah. So let's get started. What do you want to do first? Uh, well, I'm not doing whichever one it's my turn to do. I'm doing the Vinyl oh, the, the Recap. The Rap Region. Yeah. Oh, Vinyl so Recap. Yeah, okay. Vinyl Recap. So I'll do that first. Yeah, okay. Uh, this week, uh, I'm actually going to do two from the same artist. I'm going to do uh, Tyler, the Creator's Flower Boy and his album, Igor. Okay. Which, which I actually haven't got yet. It's still coming in the mail. I don't even think it's been made yet. Um, oh, is it made to order? Yeah. Oh, that's dope. So I got the uh, limited edition. Um, what's is it like see-through or like what's the color of it? What, what makes it limited? Uh the the front, like the the artwork. Oh, okay. Is different. Um, oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, but I uh, got that one just because, and I got it actually before I even heard the album, so I was putting a bit of faith in Tyler there, but... Um, well, it paid off. It definitely came through, and I'm excited to hear that uh, on wax, as they say. <laughs> That's what they say. Um, Talking about on wax real quick, too. Um, Machine Gun Kelly said that he wants to go bar for bar with Eminem. Oh, there he you said, go. get us on wax. There you go. I think Eminem that's a mistake. MGK. <laughs> Um, yeah, I really enjoy that album and I'm really excited to get it. And I know that the uh, last limited edition um, album that Tyler put out on vinyl, which was Flower Boy, which I didn't pick up, which I didn't pick up the limited edition of, um, was sold out really fast and is really rare now. So hopefully um, happens to the this one. Eagle. Um, and I'm really excited. It's a really ugly um, album artwork though. But it's limited edition, so I'm going to enjoy that. Uh, favorite songs off there, I've just thought of this on the spot. Uh, <laughs> New Magic Wand, Earthquake, and Puppet, I would say. But okay. the whole album goes hard. Um, major vibe alert. Um, <laughs> um, and I like that. For um, Flower Boy, I've said it before, really great album. Um, it was really the start of... Um, Tyler's maturation and yeah, uh, the old scum fuck evolution of the song. Yeah, um, I really like the artwork too with him on the front with the B over his face. Yeah, it does look uh, pretty cool. Really cool vinyl. Saw it uh, just in a record shop and picked it up uh, much later. I actually got that after I got Igor. Um, and both of those albums, um, along with a couple others, I think I'll display um, in my house or in my room or something like that just because they are quite iconic albums to me and albums yeah. that I am uh, that have been really influential over my listening and, and my taste in music just in general and up there Blonde when I eventually get it, it's like $600 for the vinyl that's insane yeah it was only released for one day so <laughs> um, when I eventually get around to it Kanye West as well I got a couple Kanye vinyls so yeah basically that's it uh, those two albums really great albums um, definitely not for everyone both of those albums um, I think Flower Boy is much more um, traditional hip hop that you would have heard yeah. um, more recently and then Flower Boy is just a play on that um, some people say Flower Boy is the worst parts I mean some say Igor is the worst parts of Flower Boy but I actually disagree I think it's the best parts of Flower Boy um and yeah, that's basically it. That's all I have to say for this. Um, so how is the, the limited edi limited edition artwork different? Like, um, I can get a picture like? up for you. Because I know um, that the, the normal artwork is like... Just his him face. like purples and blacked out. Um, let me... If I can get an image um, up of it. So that... Oh, and it's a different colour. You are right in saying that. So it's that. Oh, yeah, okay. That looks pretty cool. And the original is just that. Yeah. So... That looks like the, um... Like a Beavis and Butthead kind of cartoon. Oh, yeah. Like cartoon-esque. Um... 
yeah, I'm excited for that to come in the mail and definitely um, get that one sealed up um, mm. in a sleeve and then have it uh, ready to ready to go. But uh, what do we? What do you want to do? You want to do your um, uh, artist spotlight? Who you got this or week? Discog dive. Oh, you doing discog? Oh yeah, yeah, same thing. Well, some people might not know the. Yeah, that's what we used show. to call it. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, what do you got on the discog dive? Uh, well, I wanted to listen to both YBN Corday and Rich Brian's The Sailor. Right. So I thought I'll review uh, YBN. Yep. And I'll do the discog dive on Rich Brian. That yeah, way, I get to listen to both of them. That's ingenious. That's my little workaround. So Rich Brian, the man only has two albums. Amen, released in 2018, and The Sailor, released last week. I have previously had Amen in my starter packs. Uh, so, like, I am a really big fan of that project. He grew up in Indonesia at the age of about 11. Oh, well, he grew up there till the age of 11. And at that point, he jumped on his family computer to look up how to solve a Rubik's Cube faster, and he discovered YouTube. He then went down the rabbit hole of discovering other social media platforms, including Vine, which he posted daily on. One of his most famous Vines was a tutorial on how to microwave bread. He's a bit of a memer. Meme. At this point, he only spoke Indonesian, but after one of his friends introduced him to Macklemore's thrift shop, he began listening to more English rap and watch other English videos. And through just watching English videos on YouTube, he taught himself how to speak English. His first song was released only four years later, in July 2015, recorded on an iPhone over a DJ Smokey beat. DJ Smokey on the beat. It, it was quite bad. <laughs> Fast forward half a year to, gen- to February 2016, and the man drops the hit. At 16 years old, that's dick. Everyone knows that beat. That is just infamous. I'm going to get it up real quick. Everyone knows this beat. Banging. This track featured several different types of flows and slang that originated from all over America. Obviously, when he learned English and the culture, he was just picking out what he liked from whenever. And it was some utter gangster shit, this song. 12 in the morning, pop shells for a living and berry gun smell blood trail every minute. What a banger. That's like the first two lines. He blew the fuck up. At this point, he was called Rich Chigger, which he has now changed due to it being insensitive. He also, in that song, said the dreaded neighbour word. Neighbours. Which he now no longer says. Obviously now he has since matured and mellowed out, but his self-produced debut album Amen contained both comedy songs and serious songs. He tweeted just before its release that the serious songs were his main focus. This is an album put out by a 17-year-old Indonesian boy who taught himself English only four years prior. This is also the album that features Offset. Offset. And had its lead single peak at number four on the US hip-hop charts. That song was Glow Like That, which is a fucking banger, but I'll get to that later. It starts out on the title track, Amen, where he starts the song by saying he wants to have a lot of kids with Ronda Rousey because strong women turn him on. There is also some serious in there. He talks about where he came from, and although he doesn't associate himself with Indonesia anymore, he has not forgotten where he came from. He mentions being homeschooled, teaching himself everything by using the internet, and I didn't actually know this, but he mentions the fact that his dad is his manager and the founder of 88 Rising. Oh, mate, Sean. Sean. Uh, Cold has him talking about how fame has just made him more lonely, even though he has more people around him than ever before. There's one part in verse one that gets me hyped every single time I hear it. The production has like a really cool rise and the drums just hit just as he's like about to start another line. I'll play it real quick just so you can hear it. That's 40 seconds in. It's just about to kick in. That gets me so hyped every single time I hear that. Like just how the production just amps itself up. Uh, I also really like the track Flight. It was about his dream of moving over to America coming true. The chorus is, Flying 20 hours never felt so right. They say I get better as the days go by. 
I'm just trying to be the goat used to see him walk by, getting ready for this life, all I see is red and white. So red and white referring to the Indonesian flag, yeah. and he always used to see goats walking around in goat. his hometown. But goat. now he's trying to be the goat. Yeah. Um, Kitty is definitely one of the more comedic songs on the album. It's about getting a case of the good old whiskey dick. Uh, and it, it actually... Rip. <laughs> rip the whiskey dick. It actually sounds a lot like um, Wet Dreams by J. Cole. Um, I don't know if that's a coincidence or if Brian looks up to Cole and tried to copy him a, a little bit, but yeah, it does sound really, really cool. Uh, Chaos has such a fucking dope beat, and it's just about him turning 18, and now that he's legal, he can do what every other rapper is doing. He, he starts the song off with, yeah, happy birthday to me. I'm 18 now. No, I got the sneezes right now. No, you're making me want to sneeze now. A bunch of dust has come in or some shit. Something's going on, people. (laughs) (laughs) So he starts the song off like in the intro, just spoken. Yeah, happy birthday to me. I'm 18 now and women can legally have sex with me. Shout out, bass god. Shout out Lil B. <laughs> He's just trying not to get the curse there. Yeah, actually, you have to pay homage to the curse. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, you get cursed. That's such a fucking weird thing. Um, there's one line on the chorus that I really, really like too. Bump it on that XO and I'm about to call my XO. That was quite clever. XO. Uh, tracks like Occupied just have him being laid back, fearless of being 100% himself and not hiding anything. He shows this cold confidence that says he knows that he's good. He knows that you know he's good, but he doesn't have to brag. He doesn't have to say a thing. You just know. I've listened to this album a heap, though, so I already knew my four songs before listening to it again. They are Glow Like That, Flight, Cold, and Occupied. But going into his new album, Sailor, the biggest name on this album would have to be Rizza. Unfortunately, Jizza couldn't make an appearance. Poor Jizza. But I am intrigued to see how Rizza and Brian do together the opening track the sailor had the weirdest fucking outro like it's kendrick lamar and queen like mashed together i'm gonna play it real quick it is so like i'm not sure if i like it so this is the queen bit yep i don't know where he talks Or maybe it's a bit. Oh, that just missed it. So this is so like Queen inspired. Like that sounds like Kendrick Lamar. Yeah, seems to be evoking them quite well. Yeah. So far, I'm not really feeling this album, unfortunately. The first two songs were just like flex songs. His flows had developed a little bit, and there were some pretty funny lines, like suck on a nipples like Bon Appetit. Oh, yeah, I have heard that one. Yeah, but the songs aren't really saying anything. I was hoping for a lot more evolution than this. He also hasn't produced anything on this album. He co-produced two songs, but there wasn't a single... Like, his last album was all self-produced, so that does disappoint me a little bit. Uh, Yellow which was one of the singles for this album, threw a bloody spanner in the works, though. I listened to this a while ago when he released it, and I was expecting more on this album, so I'm hoping the rest of this album is on similar lines to Yellow. He's barely rapping on this one. I'll play a little bit of the first verse. It sounds like sort of emo rock-like. I think that's good. Yeah. So it's it's not really rap at that point. Yeah, it's not really rap uh, centric. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, Kids is the next track, and that was also a single. Uh, the beat is pretty original. I can't really compare it to anyone else. It's got like its own sort of sound, uh, and the song was a bit of a flex track, but in a much better way. It's very self empowering. There's one line I really like. I used to be the kid. Now the kids want to be me. There you go. 
uh, Drive Safe is fucking amazing. It's like a love track over just a guitar, and it seems to be a long distance relationship, or like at least with a relationship with a girl that isn't on tour with him. Uh, it is not a rap song at all. He's singing, and he's actually really good. For someone with a deep voice, he can go so high with absolutely no problem. Like the track Vacant, for example. I will play a quick bit of that. But I honestly thought it was a uncredited feature. But no, it's it's old mate Brian. It's Brian. So this is a chick at the start, but he does the chorus a little bit later on, which is that bit. Yeah. This is him. There you go. He's hard. How does he do that? I don't know. It's pitch altered, most likely. I don't know. But Definitely like, got some pitch alteration. That's there. impressive. Like, yeah, for someone with such a deep voice, that um, I know, variation is very impressive. Um, same with 100 Degrees as well. Even though I had just been surprised on Vacant, when I heard 100 Degrees, my brain was like, no, nah, there's no way that's him. Not possible. It's someone else. But it is. It's all him. Um, confetti is just shit, though. Like Genius says in the description that it's the most braggadocious track on the album and it doesn't sound good at all. I will play a little bit of it. I don't know when he comes in. But it sounds... It starts out sounding pretty introspective. This is bad. It's actually pretty fire. No, I don't like it. Tyler's whipping for those of you who can't see. Um, but yeah, I, I didn't like that at all. Curious was a really good one as well. The beat just had like a little ukulele, and Brian just had one like four minute long verse where he's talking about whatever comes to his mind, and it's just like so honest. My favorite lyrics, my favorite set of lyrics from that track is, "Man, I wonder what my mum was thinking when she realized that her son's a little too famous, a little too anxious. Went from having no friends, now he's singing on stages." I'm a younger son. She just hoping that I know what to do with all my paper. He also goes into detail about his worst show. Uh, he doesn't like doing shows to start with, and he had just given up smoking, so he was feeling super anxious, suffering from nicotine withdrawals, and he ended up vomiting on stage. What a noob. Uh, he said what he was feeling at that point, what was going through his head, and it was just such a raw, honest track. I really like that one. Like, what other rapper goes, oh, I'm going to tell you, in detail about what the worst moment of my life was like. Like it's that that's rare. Uh, so my favorite tracks from this one are Curious, Drive Safe, and Hundred Degrees. And then my four from the other one, just as a bit of a uh, a recap. Yep, bit of a recap. Mm-hmm. It's Glow Like That, Flight, Cold, and Occupied. There you go. Pretty great uh, discography on there. Good seven songs anyway. Yeah, um, you can make a pretty solid seven-song album. Um, all right, what should we jump into next? We got a couple more segments to go. Uh, you want to do? I'll do my review if you want. Go for it, mate. What do we got? The Lost Boys by uh, YBN Cordae. YBN Cordae. Yes. Go so, for it. I decided to review, like, go in depth on Cordae's album over Rich Brian's for a couple of reasons. Uh, Cordae's album has bigger names featuring. And I feel like he's just a little bit easier to listen to for a long time. And the main reason is he usually has a strong, clear message that he's trying to convey. While Rich Brian, while it may be clear, it isn't always necessarily strong. But, you know, that obviously could change in his new album. But he also has a lisp. He does. I like it. You like uh, it sounds lisp? good, yeah. <laughs> no, he's got the best lisp in the game. What other rappers have a lisp? Currency. Oh, yeah. like a slight lisp, I think. Maybe that's just how he talks, to be honest. Yeah. He's from the south somewhere. He's from, like, Louisiana or something. Louisiana. Uh, <laughs> I'll fuck that up. But... Louisiana. <laughs> Whenever someone says Louisiana, that's the, that's what I think of. Yeah, that's what um, Lil Wayne's um, festival's called. Louisiana. Because that's where he's from. Oh, yeah. And but it's like Lil Louisiana. Yeah. yeah. I think that's pretty clever. Yeah. Mate, that just fell in his lap, didn't it? Like, yeah, it if did. it was from anywhere else. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, The Lost Boy starts on Wintertime. It's a bloody good intro. Not the best that I've heard, but it is up there. 
He introduces who he is, which I think is a pretty smart. Uh, he has had other music before. He was in the YBN mixtape, obviously. He's got a few singles. He's done a few features. But this is his first album. So to me, I think that's pretty humble to assume that people don't know who he is yet. Um, he shares a bit about his backstory that he used to be a waiter just to help his mum out. He used to be heavily addicted to Xanax, but he hasn't said anything about it because he doesn't think it should be glorified. It was all over like a chill East Coast kind of beat. The delivery was soft-spoken and it was super easy to listen to. Have Mercy is the next track and it was a single for this album. It was released like way back in early March, but if you haven't heard it yet, he's saying he's very thankful for all that he has and he's praying it'll keep going up for him. He's hoping he won't do something to fuck up and he's looking for longevity. He has a skit up next called Sweet Lord, and it's just a chorus, which is an acoustic version of the last track, Have Mercy. He's singing it over over a piano, and it sounds so raw. Like, this is what I picture Kanye's Sunday church service to sound like. There you go. Uh, Bad Lord Idea. have mercy. <laughs> Bad Idea is up next. It features Chance the Rapper. Uh, a good Chance the Rapper song. What a, <laughs> yeah. what a shame it wasn't on his own album. <laughs> Chance just kept singing, This is the greatest day of my life for the whole song. Yeah. Uh, no, nah, he didn't. He was actually really good. But, you know um, what um, YBN reminds me of on this album? It reminds me what? of a little baby J. Cole. Yeah. That's what he sounds yeah, yeah. exactly like. He sounds exactly I will, I will like J. Cole. I will get into a lot about that rec- uh, in a little bit. But yeah, he... Like the way he, he even re- talks is He like- wears his influences on his sleeve, I think. It was a good way of putting it. But um, yeah, so this song did actually release uh, quite a few weeks ago. We did report on it. I like the track. Uh, the chorus is just Corday singing. It might not be such a bad idea if I never went home again. Might not be such a bad, bad idea, idea if I never, never went home, home again. again. Sounds like that a country is- song when I sing it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and to me, that just means he doesn't want to go back to where he came from. Yeah. Not like home, but he doesn't want to go back to... Um, eating ramen every single meal ever again he doesn't want to experience having his electricity cut out on him ever again Uh, Thanksgiving is a bit of a love song but not in a conventional sense he talks about the point in time where he realised his relationship wasn't going to work out but again not in a conventional sense in verse 1 he says by the universe the stars align your love is far divine plus I'm really glad you keep it gee that shit is hard to find not to mention my intentions as always evolve in time girl I hope oh. you're in my future cause I know you fall in mine which is just banging yeah it's like some weird yeah, birds out there it's a magpie <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's like to me what separates that from other love songs is I have no clue what this chick looks like I have no idea how fat her ass is. I don't know the brand of her purse. I have no clue if she gives a good head or not. All I know is how she makes Corday feel. That's it. Uh, In the chorus, he describes some more Thanksgiving uh, traditions that his family has, and he says he brought this girl home. And so he sort of like, he saw the relationship failing, thought, oh, if I bring this girl home, that might fix it. And it just divulged even more. It went worse. Um. Yeah, I want to read out the chorus though, because it is really good. Um, Mac and cheese up in the oven, grandma finished cooking. Thanksgiving round the corner, need need banana pudding. Brought you home to mama, even though you said I shouldn't. Might not make it to Christmas, but I'm hoping and I'm pushing for a better day. And then he like jumps in and singing, and that was really, really cool. Uh, R&P is up next. It features our boy Anderson Dot Pack. And it's produced by J. Cole. So I just want to praise Corday here. His first album, and he has a track produced by J. Cole. That's, that's something that not many people have achieved. Um, and this is after their little beef as well. I don't know if you really could call it a beef. It was very mature. But J. Cole released 1985, which was a bit of a diss track towards the youth, just saying that, like, respect your elders kind of thing. Then Corday released Old Man, which was a response to 1985, but it wasn't a diss track. It was just him saying, well, this is how I see it, which I thought was very clever. I think he also spoke about that on the opening track. Um, yeah, he did album. throw a little reference in there to that song. Um, so, yeah, go, go listen to that song. It is really, really good. But back to R&P. I did not like this track. It was a flex song where the, where the two do like four-line verse at a time and then the other one takes over. And then the last verse is them sort of just going like line for line. Uh, it did sound cool. I do like it when um, artists do that. They had really good energy. 
Uh, RMP stands for rich problems, mm-hmm. and it details such things. Sure. Uh, but it is the sixth track, and it's the first one I don't like. Okay. So that's that's pretty good so far. Broke as fuck has a fucking awesome beat. It's like only piano, but it sounds really cool. It's like a really, really low thing, like a beat. Oh, a, what do they call it? A note, that one, like a really deep note. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of playing around there, but there's a few notes that are like an octave higher, or I think it might even be two octaves higher. It sounds really, really cool. And it's co-produced by Russ. So you know it's going to be good. Russ. <laughs> Yeah, it's been a while since I've heard his name. Uh, this track was a bit of a flex one as well, but I, I did like it more. He's listing all the things that he has, and just before verse two, there's a beat switch to a much softer sound, and he's reminiscing on old times. Christmas with a three-foot tree and no ornaments. His mum not being able to afford after-school sports, etc. Thousand Words is about the negative sides of social media, how everyone paints his paints their life to be perfect and then while you're looking at someone else doing that you're just seeing the highlights you're looking at your life behind the scenes and think why isn't my life like that mm-hmm. when the person you're looking at is thinking the same thing while looking at you yep one line i really like in verse one is i think we all want to be a little instagram famous deep down inside nobody really want to be nameless uh in verse two he's got some really clever wordplay as well these neighbors capping with lies how they capitalize I thought that was, like, really clever. Yep. Uh, Way Back Home features Ty Dolla Sign. And Corday, the little wily fuck, has not given him the chorus. Mate. Like, who gets the king of choruses on, the king of hooks, and just goes, no, nah, you can just have a verse. Mate, you've got to change the game up. <laughs> the little wily fuck. Uh, they both kill it though it's just about staying grounded while everybody else around you is changing as money is coming in they're looking out for themselves and they'd rather just be true to themselves than pretend to be someone else grandma's house is another skit and I fucking love this one I am going to play this one Uh, it's I don't know how to I want to play it before I you know explain it oh it's grandma's house yeah I love this track. I love it. Live my way. You have to cry sometimes. So, what do you think of this? Look like the voice. What I think of it? Yeah. Sounds alright. I've heard this before. I listened to the album. But I didn't really pay no mind to this. So, if you had to guess, that voice there, what do you think that is? Like the high pitched one? Probably just his voice changed. No, that is his grandma. Oh, there you go. I, his grandma passed away, I, I think it was recently, I couldn't find the exact year, um, from a heart attack. And this is just the two of them singing together. He has added in like a few more voices, but the original video was uploaded to his Instagram story and he's just sitting on a chair next to a piano, like clicking like this. Right. And his grandma's just playing the piano and singing that song. There you go. And, like, it doesn't sound good, I don't think, but I love that. Like, it's such a cool... Like, I love that he's included it. Uh, Been Around is his rise to stardom, but saying that he wouldn't have been able to do it alone. He thanks those who have supported him through his journey and have been there for him in the dark times. At this point, I haven't heard the outro, but I think this track would make a really good outro. I think... I'll have to see what he does at the end, but at this point, I'm really wishing that he had switched them around. Nightmares Are Real features Push a Fucking T, and it is flames. They both detail the point in which they realize what they wanted to do. They both start their verse with, I can tell you how I first started in this rap shit. The chorus is so catchy. Production is dope. It's such a vibe. I love this track. <laughs> Family Matters is up next, and it features Aaron Ray, I'm pretty sure you'll be able to guess what this song is about, but I do want to read some out, and I'm going to be reading a lot. This track is really, really good. I got an auntie who'd be raising her daughter's kids. She's 46. One is one, one is two, others four and six. Baby dad aren't really round with that supportive shit. I come to town iced out with the foreign drip. I got another cousin. She's the same age as me. 
our lifestyle was completely different and basically her baby dad beat her ass what i hate to see her black eye as i cried it's a daily thing and here i am chasing dreams ignorant with bliss worrying about plays and streams the crazy part is they don't even say a thing they don't want me to worry just go and make the cream so while his family is just there like living in poverty he's out there living it up just oblivious to what's actually happening and they're like no that's okay yeah. we can deal with this go make your dream come true yep um yeah i i really really like that then in verse two he says crying on the airplane how i wrote this verse they'd be suffering in silence they don't tell me a thing all they say is neighbor go excel in your dreams it is by far my favorite track on the album this boy is different um one thing i really like about him too is he doesn't just rhyme the last line he rhymes like the last sort of three or four syllables every single time so it makes it sound much more aesthetically pleasing uh we gone mate or we we gone mate i I don't know maybe i typed that wrong um i don't think it's talking about them mating because it features meek mill i don't think they have a thing for each other but meek has the chorus and there's a line in there that is great shit we ain't ever had a shot how we gonna take it I really like that because you know that obviously plays into the the famous quote you know shoot your shot yeah you know, Eminem one shot yeah he's never had a shot how is he supposed to take the shot exactly I love that that's, a, that's deep yeah the track is pretty much just saying that although no one believed in them they still made it although other people tried to take them down they still made it and finally the last track Lost and Found which I would say is a play on words on the title of the album The Lost Boy mm-hmm. it was a pretty decent song with some strong lyricism in there it was just like one big verse but I do still think that it should be swapped with Been Around that I talked about earlier this like the only thing that made this track so that it, it should be the outro was the lyric I was a lost boy now I'm found but he, if he really wanted that in the outro he could just put that on the other song and switch them yeah <laughs> Uh, one thing that really bothers me about this track is rest in peace X the puck of his time I'm fine with people paying their respects and whatever but I do not think that X was the puck of his time that's not implying that Tupac was one of the greats or whatever because that's subjective some people don't like him and that's okay like Lausanne yep but what I sort of don't like about that is implying that X was someone who would preach messages and he just wasn't uh, but I'm not a fan of X so I won't really get into that I could go on a big rant but it's got nothing to do with the album so I digress mm-hmm. one thing I've talked about that um, I really like that you can tell he's putting in work to make all of the lines sound good all of the flows sound pleasing uh, one thing that really shows just how different this boy is is which other rappers are out there with him like who can say they had Meek Mill Pusha T Ty Dolla Sign, Chance the Rapper, J. Cole, all on their first album. I can understand one or two sort of jumping on to follow trends and help boost themselves up, but four or five names is not a coincidence. Think like J. Cole and Chance the Rapper's like combined, that's what Corday is. Obviously, he's younger and the experience isn't there. He doesn't have that many stories to tell. His skills aren't as refined and his imperfections are a lot more obvious but he does have a lot of potential. It's definitely someone to keep an eye on. Uh, This rating took me a while to come up with because I was so hyped listening to it for the first time and I didn't want to rate it based on hype, but the hype just did not die down over time. I thought it was hype, but it wasn't. This shit's just good. He needs to drop the YBN from his name and just go by Corday. There you go. Well, what are the other two? There's Namir that it's shit and Almighty J, which is also shit YBN Almighty J that's a fucking hard name right there but like Corday's just on another wavelength he's on another level he is so I'm gonna give it an 8 out of 10 my favourite track is Family Matters so go and give that one a listen but yeah like you said he is just a smaller J. Cole he's a little baby J. Cole yeah Vince Staples is a baby Snoop Dogg and Corday (laughs) is a baby J. Cole alright let's get onto this shit show (laughs) All right, Chance the Rapper, The Big Day. Thumbs down out of 10. Try your best to do a Chance the Rapper impression. Like, read out a lyric in his voice. Uh, I will when I get to it, all right? Okay, okay, because I want to do one as well. Because whenever I try to do it, I just sound like Danny Brown. 
Alright. <laughs> they do have quite similar voices in the high they pitch did. anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't really know I don't really have much written on this album. It's all in my cranium. Um <laughs> because I have a lot to say. But I probably won't get it all out. Um that's a gift and a curse. <laughs> um I don't I honestly don't know what to say that hasn't already been said or that will get um a response of eat a dick from Chance the Rapper. Um <laughs> On this album, um, you know, Rolling Stones like rated it. I think it was like a six and a half or a seven and a half, something like that. Silly, they're just scared. Chance the Rapper got someone from MTV fired for. Did he actually saying something was wrong with his last album or something? Oh, my I think f- a lot oh of, calm down, mate. You're freedom of speech, can't. I think a lot of people are a bit scared to rate him lowly. Um, but Anthony Fantano is not one of them, and he gave it a zero out of ten. He did. Um, I'm going to give it a little bit higher than that. Not much higher. But did you see what um, Sean C rated it? No. Because he did review it. No. Okay. What did he rate it? I think he just re- re- rated it like bad out of 10 or something. No, he might have. I, I didn't see it. Um, uh, well, as a lot of people know, I'm a fan of Chicago music and I'm a fan of a lot of artists out there. But I have to say this is very far from Chicago music. This is <laughs> not even on the same continent that Chicago <laughs> is on. This is, uh, this is very 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 bad this is quite obviously a cash grab from chance he is obviously trying to cash in on streams no one puts 22 songs on an album um because they can make 22 song albums no one can make 22 song albums um unless it's like a best of and yeah even then that's obviously like a promotional thing it's not an actual album um and he should also change his name to Chance the Pop Star, not Chance the Rapper, because this <laughs> is quite clearly an attempt to garner more fans um, globally rather than um, give um, his current fans what they want. Like, fair enough if you have one or two um, uh, pop songs. He, he's had that before. He's had songs yeah. that have been on the radio before, mainly features uh, with DJ Khaled, but I think he saw the success of um, I'm the one and what was that other one no brainer I don't know if yeah. he was even on that um, I think he was yeah he was um, and a couple other songs that he's been um, a part of a part of but yeah I really think that um, he, he he missed the he missed the boat on this one he definitely tried to cash in and he, he's lost a lot of fans I will not be listening to this album again um, <laughs> not a single song on this album there's not one Oh, as if the big day you're not listening to. Oh, yeah. There's just, like, not one that I would want to come back to. Um, And what's really sad is that, like, Chance the Rapper tried to make radio hits, but they're just not good enough to get on the radio. (laughs) Like, I don't know why he... Like, if you're going to sell out, at least do it good. Like, (laughs) I don't know what he did. Um... Yeah, the, 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 the mixture of genres really comes from the production. The production's all over the place. Like, he has a track with Gucci Mane that's like a trap song. Chance Rappers never made trap before. And um, I don't think he should. He's got songs with um, Shawn Mendes, who is like the biggest pop like, star. Yeah. Like, um, yeah, that's weird. Like, if you have a song with Shawn Mendes, it's going to be pop. Like, there's no yeah. other way around it. He's got two songs with Nicki Minaj. He's got one song with his brother, which is actually really good, Taylor Bennett. Um... But, and one thing that really um, lets this album down again is the features are so much better than him. Like, um, we got John Legend. Um, we got Taylor Bennett, absolutely killed him. Nicki Minaj killed him on the last song. Um, there was one more. Um, I can't remember it right now, but uh, um, Smino. Smino absolutely oh, murdered okay. him on the track Eternal. One of the best. Smino's just sort of like, Drunk, like hazily singing over this um, beat, talking about um, surprisingly that uh, came up in the album a lot. Um, being a being in a loving relationship, yeah. Um, we wouldn't have known that Chance got married um, if he didn't say it forty thousand times on the album. <laughs> um, but my favorite lyric on the album is "Shout out God, shout out Jesus, shout out my wife." I mean, that's a great lyricism right there. <laughs> um, no, I like... Um, one of my favourite lyrics out of the whole album was, I call my plug, his phone was unplugged, so I look at Doug. Ooh, ooh, ooh. 
Yeah, the the production on this is really disjointed. Like I said, Gucci Mane also was way better than him. Um, there's no easy way to listen to this album. There's not a, a flow. It's like he just copied and pasted songs out of his um, vault and was just like, yeah, that's the one. That's the... Um, that's what it is. And we went from an insane um, feature list on the last album on Coloring Book to this. We had Kanye, Lil Wayne, 2 Chainz, Young Thug, J Electronica, Saba, Future, Ty Dolla Sign, Anderson Pack, and Tokyo, um, and No Name. On this, we got Smino, John Legend, your brother, and Nicki Minaj, and Shawn Mendes. Like, there's no... Yeah. (laughs) There's no, like... um, I don't know. There's no congruency. There's no... um, What's the word? Cohesion. It's all just disjointed all over the place. Like, you, you... you're a really good um, gospel sort of um, God-loving man and you make really good music like that with really grand orchestras and really grand instrumentals and something that Chicago is known for, really um, getting the little things right on the instrumentals, but he just missed on this one. Yeah. Um, Smoker Ono produced on this album, another man from... Um, He's good. Chicago, yeah, I like Smoker. Yeah. Um, Smoko Ono and Kamai's album joint EP together was really good that dropped uh, either last year or the year before um, and I really like Smoko Ono's um, like the movies or I can't remember what that's exactly called something like that or I've seen it in the movies or something like that uh, I had it in my starter packs um, I think that actually might be Kamai's album I'm not sure those two are just basically the same um, <laughs> yeah I really was disappointed in this album and I think he's garnering a lot of hate on this album because of expectations this isn't the worst album of the year Iggy Azalea dropped last week and um, (laughs) from what I've heard of it is terrible this album is better than that there is worse albums than this but in terms of expectations and fan hype and just who you are like if you had no hype and you released an album people would expect it to be good Yeah. like if you just surprise dropped an album people would expect it to be good um, and unfortunately, it wasn't. Um, but like his past as well. No one expects a good album from Iggy Azalea. Yeah. But this is Chance the Rapper. Yeah. And the one thing that um, you, is a cardinal sin in hip-hop especially is selling out. Selling your sound yeah. for money is not what people do. Like, people, Kendrick Lamar will never make an album that sounds like this. Um, yeah. That's why I'm so disappointed in Post Malone. Yeah, Post Malone definitely has sold out um, recently. Um, And other artists have too. But yeah, I really dislike it. And the the lyrics on this are just disgustingly corny. And everything just divulges and dilutes back to him being married. The album artwork is disgusting too. Um, It's just a CD with diamonds on it, which is meant to represent, um, I assume a diamond ring that he's giving to his wife and that this album is like the best thing it's ever. It's going to go diamond. Yeah, it could be that also. But yeah, the lyrics on this is just unnecessary and corny. Like, why did I have to know about your ex um, not having sex with you that she was celibate and that <laughs> that sex was your element? Like, what, what does that even mean? That doesn't even mean anything to me. Sex is my element. What, I don't understand what that means. And then in the next song... You talk about your um, your new wife and she airdrops you nudes. Like, I don't... What does that even mean? Like, you're not Offset. You're not Gucci Mane. Like, I don't care about this. You rap about things that um, people want to listen to. Yeah. Um, and, um, and then I have some more lyrics on here. There was some good songs, I will admit. Uh, we Go High, The Five Year Plan... Um, Eternal, really great songs and songs that realistically if the whole album was these songs it would have been really good Um, Five Year Plan is an introspective track, Um, Chance talks about what he wants to do in five years obviously Um, he he talks about um, wanting to um, go on vacations and and just multiply his wealth in five years and and that's perfectly fine to talk about and yeah everyone um, wants longevity We Go High is the one where he talks about um, his baby mama going celibate Um, but it's actually good um, in the in the second half Um, 
My wife, nanny, like Fran Drescher. Three damn Grammys, my granny, like no pressure. So much style, my stylist got no dresser. Fuck going straight to the pros, I'm professor. Fuck being one of the goats, I'm go tanks. Tried to, tried to try that with my girl, she said no thanks. Dropped the bomb, I couldn't find a Tom Hanks. Um, yeah, I like that. There are some really good um, songs, but it's just cringe on some of Like one of the songs is literally called Ball and Flossin'. Yeah, that's with Shawn Mendes. That's the one with Shawn Mendes, yeah. yeah. Um, like, why is he on a song called Ball and Flossin'? Yeah. Um, this, this, uh, on We Go High, this is the verse that really sold this song to me, even though it had that disgusting line earlier, this stupid line. Um, we give the glory to you, God, one living true God. He make us booyah and throw up the woo like you, God. They prop up statues and stones trying to make a new God. I don't need an E-God. I got you, God. Deep breath, the woosah, pretty sure I need you in this season like a flu shop. I just sit and wait like I'm waiting with Kirsten when she shoe shop. I know you're always with me, like how Diddy be with Blue Dot. Got us moving around the straps like a tube top. Got me comfy like Molly's couch, floating around the city like Malcolm X dollied out. They really doubt, I guarantee it. This the part of my lifetime movie. Uh, my life, this the part of my life, my lifetime movie probably about. Um, when they come to jump aboard, I won't ollie out. That's Ooh, a really great. Yeah, line. I like that last line. Yeah, really great song. Um, for that and yeah, if I had to give you three songs to listen to on the album, I wouldn't have a choice. It would only be three songs. Like I wouldn't be choosing <laughs> between other songs. Um, but yeah, the big day is extremely bad. Um, Francis and the Lights um, is really good. Francis and the Light is the opener. He sings the exact same um, thing as Chance does for the rest of the album. But then, yeah, then there's the break in the middle that just says, fuck money, shit, fuck shit, tell them, burn it. I don't want to get it. Fuck it, fuck it, fuck it, fuck it, fuck it, fuck it. Yeah, uh-uh. Then it goes back to, this is the greatest... Yeah. Still want to still wanna drink it, fuck it, drink it, fuck it, drink it, fuck it, shoot it. I don't want to just get it, get it, get it, get it. This shit is so hard, oh lord. That's what that song says in it, which is just ridiculous. It is. Um, but then the worst uh, song... Well, that's pretty high up there. That's got to be one of the worst songs I've ever heard. Yeah. Uh, the one with Made in Tokyo, or TYO. If you want to um, go by his official name um, and the baby, you know when the baby saves a track, you're in trouble, especially when you're Chance the Rapper. Um, yeah. Are you gonna read out any lyrics? Yeah, do it in his voice. I got soup. No way. I got muscles like Superman's trainer. A hey, real, real, real like Super Saiyan manga. I just stomp, stomp, stomp on Lucifer, Satan. Now I got a few rings on Jupiter, Satan. I meant to say Saturn, I switched up the pattern, smoking on some shatter, got me higher than a ladder. Thanks, I'm flattered, my baby mama batter, you look like me Jagger, oops, the grease got splattered. Hot, hot, ooh, <laughs> jumping out the grease, it's a whole lot of degrees, about to come up at the fleece, fleece, fleece. That's Wait, you actually it. do a good impression. <laughs> um, but the worst part, and this is, this is as bad as Cello Gate with, uh, uh, Lil Yachty saying blowing on a cello oh, yeah, yeah. Um, in the chorus this is legitimately the chorus hot damn hot water hot shower hot lana smoking green cauliflower does he not know that cauliflowers aren't green <laughs> <laughs> is he talking about broccoli I don't know but yeah cauliflowers are not green chance they're white <laughs> yes S smoking green cauliflower I mean and then he says tangerine yeah I call her sweet and sour and my lawyer say it's urgent. I'm going to call him in an hour. Like, what does that even mean? <laughs> if it's urgent, call him now. Um, and then, yeah, then it says, I just called the plug and his phone was unplugged. I was looking at Doug like, ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> it's so bad. Uh, and then he just sort of talks about flexing on, on McDonald's workers and yelling at them. What? He says... Like having fucking arguments, paying 50 cents for barbecue, sourcing on workers at McDonald's. I don't want to sit here and argue good burgers should have taught you we all dudes. I don't know what that means. We all... Okay, I just want to say, it is not cool to like disrespect anyone no matter where they're working. 
Sourcing on the workers at McDonald's, I don't want to sit and argue. Good burgers should have taught you. We all dudes. I don't really know what that means. I don't know. I don't we understand the last two lines. <laughs> yeah. It's a weird album. Good burgers should have taught you. We all dudes. Yeah. But they they followed uh, that really shit flow, both uh, Made in TYO and Chance, but then the baby comes in and actually raps, um, and it's actually good. Um, and yeah. Um, yeah, the baby's actually really good on this one. Um, am I still considered a trick if I get her a hoopty and buy me a beamer? I had a new case, but the judge had to throw it out. My lawyer beat it like Tina. Oh. Um, I always find a way to get ahead with my intelligence. When they critique my demeanor, demeanor today, I'll dress up as a Republican and go get some head from a white man's daughter. Her lips aren't big, but I'm loving it. <laughs> I get in fake ID. I'm Mick loving it. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Uh, really great um, verse from the baby. I haven't really listened to much the baby, but no, I mean, if he's as good as that, well, I mean, he didn't have a high standard to uh, <laughs> really live up to, but um, yeah, yeah. I suppose if you you're swimming on shit and then you eat broccoli, it's going to taste really good. Exactly. Um, and I think one of the worst things was the way he ended the album. Um, he ended it with um, Nicki Minaj. Like, Nicki Minaj sung the very final verse. The last thing you hear on okay. the album is Nicki Minaj's verse. Yeah, that's strange. Um, and it's about her life story. It's not even about anything. <laughs> it's about, like, her having to immigrate to Canada from Trinidad illegally. Like, she went there and telling her life story, basically. Can she basically. say that? What? Can she say that? Yeah. I mean, she's got citizenship now in America, so... <laughs> but can't they, like, deport her or, like, pass... No, I well, suppose she they still have to prove it, it wouldn't they? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this album for me is a three out of ten. Uh, three or a two. One of those two. Not good, basically. Uh, I'll give it a three because there are three songs I like, which um, is not really that much. But Out of 22. Yeah. <laughs> that's quite bad. 22. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's not, um, not a great album, people. Don't waste your time on this. Um, yeah. Not not a fun listen I will literally never listen to these songs again I will most likely never hear these songs again I'm sad that well I'm not sad because I don't listen to it but Rap Caviar had two songs in there which is just shows how out of touch Rap Caviar is yeah and Hot Shower was in there I think they're memeing at this point <laughs> but yeah um, that's all I have to say on this and uh, let's get into the next segment what do we got all right, well the last one is the rap song of the year okay let's go for it all what right. do we have this year I forget we had uh, Run DMC on King of Rock and oh, then yes. Lardy Dardy by Dougie Fresh and Slick Rick. Lardy Dardy. I want to talk about Lardy Dardy first. Okay. Uh, did you know that Snoop Dogg has done like a remix of that song? No. Like he's he's jumped on there. He's got a verse. There you go. <laughs> um, I believe Dougie Fresh, Slick Rick and Snoop were on stage at one point. Snoop Doggy Dog. Yeah. So uh, this song for the most part, Lardy Dardy, uh, wasn't really anything special to me anyway. It's the first song that we've heard, though, that has a beatbox. Yeah, the beatbox like, instrumental. Yeah, yeah, the whole beat. That yeah. was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but then that that could have been, like, a really big thing back then. Yeah. But, you know, it could also just be the first song that's done that. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what other songs would do on at that point in time. Uh, but this track does have multiple lines that have been sampled time and time again. Yeah, it has over 500 samples. Yeah. Um, which is insane. Yeah. Like, that's, that's crazy. crazy. That puts it up there as, like... One of the most sampled. Yeah, and, like, one of the most influential. Like, yeah. it can't be influential. Yeah, yeah. It can't um, be sampled a lot if it's not influential. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, the most famous one would have to be, Ricky, 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 can't you see? Somehow your words just hypnotize me. Yeah. And I just love your jazzy... I, I fucked that bit up. Jazzy and ways. And I just love your jazzy ways. Oh, yeah. MC Rick. My love is here to stay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Which, obviously, notorious B.I.G. Biggie just, Smalls. Yep. He just popped that line off. Yeah, just absolutely ripped it yeah. straight from underneath <laughs> old Dougie the Fresh old Slick Rick. <laughs> um, and, of course, in the intro, he's got... As we go a little something like this, hit it. And, you know, that's been, like, sampled a lot. Yeah. You know, and we go a little something like this. Uh, but I do just want to say as well, Slick Rick does some weird shit with his voice in the intro. 
Did you hear the because like the the YouTube version, the Spotify version are different again this week? Oh, maybe not. Okay, I'll play a little bit to show to show the people, but I did not like it at all. He's like, yeah, you'll hear it in a little bit. It's it's not good. What is that? Before. He does it with every line. The Grand Wizard. <laughs> that's just weird. But yeah, so that's all I got on this one. I do like that it was sampled a lot. Yeah, I, I do. Like, yeah. I think it was very influential, and I think that um, that line in particular, the um, Ricky, Ricky, Ricky. Yeah, Ricky, yeah. Ricky, Ricky, um, is quite. Um, iconic like that's one yeah. of the most iconic things in rap like it's not even from them I think that Biggie made that much more popular but yeah. Biggie wouldn't have had that if it wasn't for them um, yeah exactly alright well let's move on to we're going to the King of King Rock King of Rock this is a pretty cool song you yep. can tell obviously like you can tell it's age with the flows that they use but it is getting better and the beat's just straight up rock beat like it's pretty um, heavily distorted electric guitar yeah uh, and the one thing that you can tell with this song is like Run DMC is such high caliber than yeah um, these guys that it just sounds a lot better yeah it does like overall like it's much more engaging yeah um, and yeah, I think 100%. the blending of the genres rap and um, rock that Run DMC are quite famous for with like yeah. the very heavy bass lines and the very yeah. um, sort of crowded beats um it's something that I think you really enjoy, but I yeah. think that like um, this was the first time we ever really saw um, rap sort of blend with another genre that wasn't like house music or that wasn't yeah, like, like the, the disco yeah. sort of craze, which is good. Influential again, because now we have rap mixed with just about everything. Yeah. Most popular at the moment is pop. Um, no, I'd say rap country. Yeah, rap country. number one. <laughs> You're not wrong there. You're not wrong there. But yeah... I, I do really like that sort of genre. Um, and would this have been the time that, like, rock and roll was starting to get its, its like, feet in the door? No, I think that was... Like, well, later? Whenever... No, I think it was earlier. Really? Yeah, like the 70s. I don't know. Whenever oh, ACDC was around. I Googled it, and they were around for, like, 40 years. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. I, I don't think, know when they actually no, popped I off. Think, no, because I think... Um, rap sort of took over as being like the yeah I think so too the like the because rock was like seen as evil yeah once upon a time so I think that rap sort of took that over and I think we're going to get into that later when yeah like the 90s yeah when we talk about more gangster rap but yeah yeah, I think that yeah um but one of my biggest grievances with this song is that after like every sort of two or three verses the heavy guitar would just stop and the drums would stay there for like five or ten seconds. Then the guitar would come back in. Yeah. Like I sort of... I understand what a break is and I know why they do it, but they just lost so much momentum. Like it's a, a heavy rock song. It's meant to keep that sort of punk vibe going, but it just lost it every time it stopped. But yeah, I, I do really like that song. They were much... Um, it's a little loosey-goosey with their flows. I feel like all of the past or the majority of the past songs that we've done and uh, Ladi Dadi it's very sort of like robotic in its flows you know, it's, it's very like solid you can predict it it's, sort of yeah, yeah. yeah 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 these guys it was much more like relaxed loosey goosey they were sort of just sporadic yeah. just sort of letting it fly wherever yeah um, yeah possible. exactly yeah um, I still don't think we've beaten the message so far I think that's no. still the best song that we've had um, I agree uh, next week we'll get into some more because now we're, we're slow I feel like I say this every week but we're gaining momentum we're moving more we towards are, yeah. mainstream rap because even this song both of these songs here doesn't sound anything like no. we would even or, or you because I, I sort of know a couple of these songs here and there but like you wouldn't think that this was rap sort no. of thing like you would just think that this is just like old school yeah. just like not like I think a lot of people's um, iterations of rapper like the modern rap and then like gangster rap I feel yeah. like there's not a lot of people go like that one step further yeah um, and look at what's like in between yeah, yeah. like what's behind uh, that like the old school 
Because like a lot of people, if you said old school, would just think of like the nineties, like NWA. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I think that like slowly we're picking up steam, moving towards the um, the big events. Yeah, the big events. Uh, I know NWA is coming up. Yeah. Uh, at the turn of the nineties, um, Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Jay Z, Eminem, um, Kanye West a couple times, I'm sure. Um, and I do know that one week there is uh, Macklemore as well oh, very very late um, obviously like um, that, that the, would have to be in the teens yeah um, but yeah eventually we're going to start moving forward yeah um, and eventually we're going to have our own picks in because we don't really know many songs yeah about these so when we get into the teens I think uh, the the noughties and the teens I think we're going to have our own picks yeah I think I think that's a good idea uh, like have the two that we review and then if we each have one that we think should have yeah uh, made the list but didn't um, yeah, definitely that. But uh, I think that's us for the week done, is it? That is, yeah. Oh, right. Well, you'll catch us in two days on oh, Friday yes. for the Funfield Friday. But yeah, that's uh, this show complete. Wrapped up. So I like that, wrapped up. Wrap it up, yeah. <laughs> uh, thanks for watching, guys. Uh, yeah, be sure to check back in two days for the Funfield Friday. We've got social medias. If you're on YouTube, you'll see it on the screen. It's uh, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, YouTube, Spotify, SoundCloud. Um, yeah, go follow us if you like us. Uh, we're on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We've got a Spotify playlist mm-hmm. uh, that you can check out. That's all on our socials. And if you don't like us, then you can fuck off. Well, you already listened to us. We just got $34,000 from you listening. <laughs> Catch us later. Laters. <laughs>